0: Hello, you're listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast. Whether you're at work, driving in your car, or getting your workout on, we hope and pray that what you hear today will fill your spirit. Come, join us as we walk through God's Word together. Education, we have heard of schools and places that have closed. Money. Money. Ask the people when the market fell in both 29 and 87. I was working in banking when the 87 one closed. And to hear, I will never forget the elderly woman as I was working in customer service for one of the mutual funds companies down in the Wall Street area. And as what they call that Black Monday happened. And we were getting all kind of crazy calls. An elderly woman that was checking on her balance, on her investments, and it had bottomed out. And weeping, she said to me, that was all I had. And there was nothing I had for her. See, the issue is instability is throughout our world. But want to tell you today about divine stability, divine stability, stability, the immutable God, God is immutable. It's a word we, many of us, maybe some of y'all with them big, you know, $10,000 word vocabularies, you might use this, I'm not one of them, but, but. But this is not a word that we use, but the immutability of God. The God that cannot and does not change. And what does that mean? What does it mean for us? And why should we want that? And as a result, how should we live? You know, for me, this is not just information dump. I'm not giving you stuff that you would go out and just impress people that you, that you know what a word immutable means and that God is immutable and you have it up in a discussion with your friends and they think you're super spiritual. No, this is so we would live differently as God intended. And so let's pray and then we'll get into his word as we look today. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are the same. You do not change. And, Father, we pray that as we unpack your word, Lord, that indeed we would see how you have revealed yourself, learn how you have defined yourself, and live out of our understanding of you. Father, and so we thank you. For this, open our eyes and our hearts, if there are any here that do not know you, I pray, Lord, that they will see you clearly represented today, so that, Lord, they would know to trust you, and that they can trust you. We ask you this in Christ's name, amen. amen. So, the word, immu- the word immutable, I'll get to the scripture in a moment. The word immutable means he is unable to change. In both his essence means uh, who he is at any given time and in his perfections. God doesn't grow or mature, then he's not God if he can. He doesn't learn and he doesn't change his plans. See, that's critical. I did this in Bible study on Thursday night. I had the group that was there shout out their different careers, the different things that they've done and that they've learned. And we've had a lot of different things there. And I'm not going to have you shout out here. It's not Bible study. You can do that if you come to Bible study. But, but, but I'm going to have you just, just think about the different things that all of you do, whatever it is, whatever your profession is, or, or whatever that skill that you have right now. And then I want you to think and to realize this. Even the most astute surgeon, even the greatest, uh, you fill in the blank, attorney, actor, athlete, at some point in time did not possess that level of skill or acumen. They did not. Every one of us Whatever we do right now, especially if it's earning us money, or if you're being educated in school, it's not earning you money. You're actually giving money for that. But at some point in time, that knowledge base was not there. You had to grow. We get better at things. We increase in things, and... As we get older at times, we diminish in things. Our skill set may actually lessen. And because of that, everything in our world is on the cycle of getting better or getting worse. Everything. Everything we do. Some people right now, they're at the top of their game. Enjoy it. Because we know you will not always be at the top of your game. In sports, there is this phrase. When it comes to the athlete, many of us will say, Father time is undefeated. Catches up with everyone. Catches up with the fast. In other words, time will always change you or you will always change in time. And we take that, and although we don't say it because we know God doesn't change in our minds, we are wishing for the day when God would get better with us. God, I wish you would learn more about what needs to happen in my life. Oh, we would never say that, but we want God to mature. We want God to learn. We want God to grow. And by nature, he cannot be God and do that. And so what we'll see is what it is. We just talked about it. What does it mean for us? Why should we care and how do we respond? Turn to Psalm 102. And the psalmist here, as he is going on talking about his wanting to draw close to the Lord and the Lord not hiding himself from him, he says something at the end. Starting at verse 25. And the comparison I want you to see because it is critical. Starting at verse 25, he says, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. We know that speaks of the creation of what we live in right now. Then he says, They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. I want you to think about and look at the imagery that the psalmist is wanting you to catch and see. He is now comparing to, in in our eyes, the most stable And dependable thing in our world, and that is our world. Can you imagine if you are always, every day, in fear of somehow the environment that you're in changing? Into something else that it shouldn't be. Can you imagine coming out your home and, 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 and wondering if the oxygen levels are going to be high enough to sustain you or if you're going to drop the moment you leave your house? For some, they live in regions where it is a little unstable and it causes some stress. I don't know if ever if if any of you have ever been any kind of earthquake. I have and never want it to happen again. I said, that's one of the reasons why this may be about as far west as I go to live. Oh, I'll visit. But having been awakened by the ground shaking and thus the house that's on the ground shaking and opening the door and watching the trees shake and dance, as you wonder if the house you're in is going to fall or when this ground is going to stop moving is unnerving. But imagine if that was every day. And so he compares God. Now he says, first you created it, It remains. In other words, this world has been around. People have come and gone for generations and generations, and yet the world is still here. But he says, listen, he's created them. One day they will change. He will never. He says, compare me. When you compare me to the world, which when you get up, you expect it to have a reasonable level of stability, God says that. Changes even when compared to me because I love how he puts it. He says they will, the, the heavens and the earth will wear out like a garment. Some of us live like, like, like earth will always be here and we will always be here with it. We don't think about our mortality. We don't think one day that we will pass. We surely don't think one day that what's around us will. And, and, And God now compares himself to our earth and our world and says, it will change. I love this. He says, he will change it like a robe. Like you change clothes, one day God will change this world. Like your clothes wear out, how many of you, maybe some, I'm not going to say none, how many of you are still wearing the same clothes you wore 10 years ago? And for those of you who are frugal like that, 20 years ago. And for some of y'all, I may need to go back 30 years ago. My dad was a keeper of... Clothes, he believed they would come back and style well, they did. But those garments, some of them were nice. I remember some of them wingtips. Only problem was, even those weren't oiled or weren't shined and polished enough that they didn't crack. He was going to give them to me because our shoe size is the same. Those of you who have met my dad were the same height and same build. And so I was like, yeah, but, but dad, but those styles have worn out. Or those clothes have worn out. Here's what God is saying to you. He says, unlike everything you know and unlike the very world you live in, I will remain the same. I will always be here. It says that his years will not come to an end. We just witnessed the longest monarch to have lived in recent history—seventy years reigning. We witnessed that, and folk crying and folk, oh my goodness, that's I've known her all my life. And God says seventy years. Wow. That passed for about a second for him. See, the issue is even when we think is long, it's not when you compare it to God. And we lay the foundation, he says he does not change. So, what does that mean? So, when you somehow think God is being different, to you, or somehow since things have changed, since society has changed, since values have changed, since customs and culture has changed, God should, and God says, your world will wear out like your old clothes before I do. And so when we say, God, everyone is doing it differently now, those values that you talk about in Scripture just don't apply. They're old. God says you have no idea what you're talking about. God, when are you going to catch up with the times, God? God goes, I made time. When are you going to adapt to culture? culture came as i allowed it to and some of it in sin for all of us who think that our culture is most holy whatever that culture is culture yes is something that we have developed over time but god exceeds culture See, the point is when in your mind, God is the same. Some of us don't see that as a plus. God is the same um, from when he was dealing, from Adam until now. We'll like to say, well, God is outdated. Mm -mm. God is divinely stable. You can depend on him because the ways in which he deal. And so you say, God, how did you become so unloving? He can't be any less loving than any point in time for us. Even when we think he's changed, even when we think he's unloving, even when he, we think he's forgotten us, somehow we go, God, all throughout history, you've been affected, but when you got to me, you messed up. He doesn't change. And so if he was able to deliver Joseph in a situation where his whole family or all of his siblings were so against him and hated him so much that half of them really wanted to kill him. A couple of them said, no, let's not kill him, let's sell him. And God still being who he is, delivered him, that God is still the same. Somehow we think when that episode of life, when that passage was written down, somehow God stopped being like that. And God says, I've never changed. I've given you that as an example. So if you are ever in a situation where you are unjustly treated, no, he's not saying he's going to bring you up to the top and you're going to be king and queen. He's not saying it. What he's saying is I know how to make my purposes be fulfilled in and through you regardless of who's against you. doesn't matter. He doesn't. Change. Next scripture is Malachi. Now, I know this particular scripture, as I read further down, has been used in some interesting ways with the calisthenics that people have chosen for it in Malachi chapter 3 understanding what's happening in Malachi this is now post exile these are people that are back and yet they have become apathetic with the lord they they have just said we we uh, we we just don't want to, we won't live. They begin to let the things of God go, walk away from it, things to become in disrepair, in disarray, and God is calling them back. God gets the prophet Malachi to go to them. And in part of it, chapter 3, verse 6, then we're going to jump down to 13. He says, for I, the Lord, do not change. He's telling people, look, you you can walk away. You can not want to be with me. You can want to be disobedient. You can want to live the way you want, but I don't change in calling you to obedience and to living right. He says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O children of Jacob, are not consumed. He said, The only reason why y'all aren't done is because I made a covenant and I don't change. I keep my covenants. Y'all out here, like old folks would say, acting a fool. You want to walk away from me, you don't want to do what you know is right. And I've been merciful over time. I don't change. See, for us, when we've made a pact or a promise with people and we've put ourselves out there and folks start acting foolish and start doing all kind of crazy stuff, we change. We go, I'm done with you. I've given you all the time I'm going to give you. I'm not doing anything else for you you ungrateful so-and-sos. That's how we do. And God's love remains the same, but just as we love to say God's love remains the same, last week we saw, so does his wrath. So does his judgment. See, we think somehow now that we're living under this New Testament covenant that somehow God dropped the ability to judge and deal with us. Oh, he wouldn't do that. See, the issue is he doesn't change. And because he doesn't, now, how he's revealed himself and thus how he deals with us may look like it's changing, but it's not. It's his plan working out in progression. And so he says to Malachi to tell them, look, I do not change, therefore you aren't consumed. But here's what I want you to see. Look at the response of the people. And, and, and it's, God knows it and calls it out. Go to verse 13. Man, this hit me. Because I said, Lord, oh, how I've done this in your eyes before. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. First of all, that I would have words hard against the Lord is amazing and that someone can write about it because if it were you and I, someone had hard words and I had God's power, there wouldn't be any words to talk about. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord, but you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said it is in vain to serve God. Let me put that in our language. Don't waste your time serving God. It's waste time. It's pointless. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking in his? I mean, walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. You see what they're saying? They have grown weary of the ways of the Lord. They don't like his timing. They think he's changed. You have become a waste. It doesn't pay to walk and serve you. It doesn't pay to be obedient to you because I look around and you seem to let evildoers do what they want, test you, see if you're going to do anything, and they get away with it. That's what he says. That's how you put me to the test. God says, I don't change. I deal with that. But the problem is you think timing means changing. Because I don't work in your time, you think I've changed. God says the goal is still the same. For me to be glorified, for people to see me as I've revealed myself, and for you to benefit from me being glorified through you. Nothing has changed. And so whether, whether it goes your way or not, Whether it works out the way you want or not, please understand the loving hand of God, the salvation of God, the judgment of God, the purposes of God remain the same because he does. And whether it looks like it or not, the same resolve he had in working his plan out in Old Testament times, if we want to say that, is the same resolve he has in Christ working out his purposes until he returns again. What he also says is if he said something, he will do it. Last scripture, Numbers twenty-three, nineteen. This one I didn't have marked out, so just bear with me as I get it. And you have it up there. As he is speaking to the people, God is not a man that he should lie. Or a son of man, that he should change his mind. Some verses will have repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not fulfill it? Please apply this To all of the word of God. Not your favorite verses alone. See, when God says something in his word, please know and understand it will happen. Even if it doesn't happen until after you're gone from here. Understand it will happen. He says, I'm not like y'all. You ever had anyone say that to you? I'm not like you. I don't do that. God says, I'm not like y'all. I don't lie. And for any of you that says, well, I don't lie either. You just told your first lie. (laughs) Actually, probably not your first. See, the issue is he says, not only am I not like you, I don't live like you. I don't act like you. God is not a man that he would lie. He is not... A son of a man meaning he is not born of a man that he would change his mind cuz we do because we get better information we get new news we improve in our ability to think and to discern God has it at its best every moment at every time why do I say all this what does this mean for us listen the next time that you are tempted to think God is not behaving beneficially toward you. Please know he hasn't changed in the way that he deals with humanity. He's not dealing with you any differently from his purposes than he deals with anyone else. Oh, it may come out different. He may handle you different in your situation. But it is according to his purposes that remain the same. He loves you no less even when you sin, and loves you no more when you are living right. We have to remember that. Some of us out here trying to get God to love us more, he can't. He gave his best when he gave Christ and he worked this plan from from the fall of man up to Christ and then from Christ up to when Christ returns. And his love is high for you and never diminishes or increases. You think because you got that new job, car, boo, whatever else, that now God loves you more. Wow, the Lord really loves me. No, it's the same. And when you going through that illness, when you lost that job, when boo don't want nothing to do with you no more, God doesn't love you any less. God, you don't love me. Impossible. God's not for me anymore. He can't change. Oh, you might have walked away from God, and you want your way as you're walking away. But God doesn't change. He said, I'm going to get mad, and if you don't do what I say, I'm not following you. Okay? (laughs) God's like, I'll be here when you get back. (laughs) Or for some of us, you might not make it back. See, the issue becomes, if the whole world were to go against God, the whole world will perish because he doesn't change. But also, God pursues you just like he pursued everyone else in Scripture. See, we can take comfort in God not being emotional. Today, God is all in his feelings. That's us. It's not him. You're getting the best of him every day. You're getting the best of him at every moment. You're not... See, I had to remember this when going through life's sadness. The sin in our world causes the consequences we see around us, some of which I've had a part in, although not all of it. But what I do know is God's steadiness doesn't change. Just as those of you that like sitting in the same seat, you came in expecting that chair to be as stable this week as it was last week, as it was, these chairs are probably about, let me see, 2008, 2007. I remember because I was part of the purchasing for these chairs. Till now. And we trust them just the same. They've aged, but they're good chairs. They're still holding y'all up. But we give more credibility to these chairs than we do to God. Please understand the immutability of God helps us to know that his care, his love, his direction, his discipline, his judgment is unwavering for us regardless of what's happening. And that should make you comfortable or it should make you uncomfortable if you're choosing not to live for him. You will not outlast God. You ever want, you know, you you want to get into a staring contest with someone. Who's going to blink first? You will close your eyes in death (laughs) before you outdo God. See, the issue was you're not going to stare God down. I'm just going, I'm going, I'm going to have a hunger strike. Son, you're going to die. I'm going to keep doing what I want, and, 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 and God's going to change. Mm. See, all of us, please hear this. God says, I'm not changing, and I'm calling you to me so that you have stability in your life. Because, hey, I know you figured out by now, our whole world is unstable. There are a whole lot of people you can't trust. There are a whole lot of things you can't trust. There are a whole lot of things that we want to throw up our hands and quit on. There are even some people we want to give up on. And God says, I'm not like them. Trust me until the day you die and you will not regret it. Divine stability, the immutable God. You've been listening to the Solid Word Bible Church podcast, and we trust that you've been blessed. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can visit our website at solidword.org. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next week.